Hello everyone, Alan Mischer here from Vitality Explorers. Please sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for free scientific information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. We're kicking off this week with one of my favorite songs, Learning to Fly, from Tom Petty. So I'm going to try to add in an extra song in addition to a quote. So here's this week's quote. Faith is the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. That's from Martin Luther King. Faith is the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. So uh, today, or this week, I should say, we're going to go over three things like we typically do, two or three things. The first is going to be a stellar paper about why vitamin D, omega-3, uh, and exercise individually or especially in combination reduce the risk of developing cancer. Then we're going to review the elite data, data about why physical activity reduces the risk of depression. And then we're going to finish with a story about hiking in a glacier and why faith is key to vitality. So if you are enjoying this, um, please subscribe to this podcast. Please also leave us a five-star rating on Apple if you are enjoying learning how to be more vital in a scientific way. So let's jump right into some super cool science that is interesting and I think very actionable. And this is vitamin D, omega-3, and exercise reduce the risk of developing cancer. Um, Now, debate, I think, has raged in the medical literature about whether supplements help or possibly even hurt people. It is rare to have a well-done study that combines supplements with exercise to answer this crucial question of can they reduce the risk of cancer. So this this study delivers some interesting and I think actionable uh, information for the Vitality Explorer community, of which you are part of just by listening to this podcast. The main objective of the study was to see if vitamin D, omega-3, and a home exercise program could prevent invasive cancer. Now, the study involved about 2,100 people, 2,157 to be exact, and lasted five years. Now, vitamin D was dosed at 2,000 units per day, omega-3, at one gram per day in the active group. The control group was recommended to take 800 units of vitamin D and no omega-3. Now, if you're interested in all the details, the charts, the references, you can read about this on the Vitality Explorer News on Substack. So check out Vitality Explorer News on Substack if you're interested in, in all the details. The home exercise regimen was pretty simple um, and, and was up against a stretching protocol. So they call it SHEP, or Simple Home Exercise Program, and that was... Uh, five things, sit to stand exercises, one-legged stance, pullbacks, which is kind of like a row against elastic resistance in a seated position, and then external rotation strengthening exercise, again, against elastic resistance in a seated position, and then steps. They actually don't go over the exact number of steps, but the combination of all of these was the strength program. The control was hip and knee mobility, number one. Number two was hip mobility. Number three was trunk and chest mobility, four, shoulder, five, ankle. These were all in seated positions, so it was more flexibility versus strengthening. And the results were quite interesting, but we need to understand a little statistics before we can go into that. The hazard ratio is an estimate of the ratio of the hazard rate in the treated versus control group. So in this uh, uh, study, it was the higher-dose vitamin D, the omega-3, and the strength protocol was the treated versus the control. And in this case, a lower hazard ratio means lower risk of developing cancer. So individually, each of the treatments, vitamin D, omega-3, and exercise, had lower cancer 
hazard ratios than the control groups. In combination, they had lower uh, cancer uh, hazard ratios. And omega-3 plus exercise and all three together had the lowest. So the full combination, that is higher dose vitamin D, 2,000 units a day, omega at a gram a day, and exercise had a full combination ratio of 0.39, which is a significant reduction and in the paper had a p-value of 0.017. So they did something called you know, a plot of this. You can see it up there. Um, and the conclusion of the paper was, quote, supplementation with high-dose vitamin D plus omega-3 combined with a simple home exercise program showed cumulative reduction in cancer risk. So this is a really well-done paper published in an excellent journal, and I think it provides elite evidence for us to, to consider taking a combination of vitamin D, omega-3, and exercise to reduce the risk of developing cancer. Now, as always, check with your personal physician prior to initiating any supplement or exercise routine. Um, but think about that one. If you want to, again, read all the details of the paper, including some of the cool, interesting references about why vitamin D can prevent potentially prevent cancer, one of the suggestions they have is that vitamin D inhibits the growth of cancer cells uh, uh, by regulating genes responsible for cell proliferation and differentiation. Uh, omega-3 has been shown that it might inhibit carcinogenesis. Uh, it suppresses inflammation. And finally, exercise has several mechanistic pathways, including a decreased inflammation and an improved immune system. And all the references can be found on the Vitality Explorer news substack site. Let's move on to a little bit more by why exercise is really important for your vitality. Uh, and this is going over a paper entitled Association Between Physical Activity and Risk of Depression. And I would like to thank uh, Vitality Explorer Joe Berger, who is a medical student at Ohio State. I'm going to forgive him for going to Ohio State since I went to Michigan. But this is an excellent recommendation. And anybody who has recommendations for future uh, papers or posts on, on uh, Vitality Explorer News, please reach out to me LinkedIn, or you can find me in a variety of ways on the on the internet. So this paper comes from, from Joe, and um, I recommend, again, the details can be found on the Substack site on uh, Vitality Explorer News. But the post focused, and this, this podcast will focus a little bit more on uh, how we can use physical activity to combat the epidemic of depression and mental health issues that our world is facing right now. So the pandemic created a huge amount of mental health issues that we are just barely beginning to explore how to deal with. And I think one of the best ways we can start to deal with this is to, is to use physical activity. And according to the paper, depression affects 280 million people worldwide, and it's obviously associated with a variety of other clinical disorders and, importantly, of course, suicide. So I think... What is known in the medical literature, there's a lot of data supporting physical activity to alleviate some of the symptoms of depression. Uh, but in this, this article, it's really an interesting deep dive, what's called a meta-analysis uh, of all of these uh, papers that are out there in search of what they call a dose-response curve in terms of like sort of the amount of exercise versus the risk of depression. And I'm going to read the key points that were published in the paper. So again, their, their primary question was, is there a dose response associated with physical activity and the incidence of depression in adults? Uh, and they looked at 15 prospective studies, including over 2 million person years, 
that showed an inverse curvilinear association between physical activity and incident depression. Okay? So I think the meaning they had in the study, quote, relatively small doses of physical activity were associated with substantially lower risks of depression, unquote. All right, so let's, let's jump into some of the details here. Studies that describe physical activity, exposure, and frequency were converted to sort of this weekly measurement, and they, they had it in METs. Um, so it's, it's a little complicated. Again, I, I would recommend you check out reading it on the Substep website. The, the essence of it is that w- there was this inverse relationship between the amount of physical activity that you had and your risk of, de- of developing symptoms of depression. Uh, and most of that value uh, came in the, in the early parts of it. So just a small amount of physical activity had a significant risk reduction. And, uh, and one of the graphs that's up there shows a robust correlation between physical activity and, and a decreased risk of depression. Uh, they went on to do other two other things, like major depression or just dep- depressive symptoms. And, and again, the, the relative risk of either major depression or even just depressive symptoms was significantly lower um, as you increased your physical activity. Again, but most of it was in the early amount or the small amount of physical activity. Um, so here's the conclusions from the study. Uh, quote, uh, this systematic review and meta-analysis of associations between physical activity and depression suggest significant mental health benefits from being physically active, even at low or even at levels below the public health recommendations. Health practitioners should therefore encourage any increase in physical activity to improve mental health. Let me say that one more time. Health practitioners should therefore encourage any increase in physical activity to improve mental health. Um, okay, <clears throat> unquote here. That, so I think the world has seen this radical rise in me- mental health issues over the last two years, and this stellar paper suggests that we all just get moving. Uh, it can help us. Uh, and the pri- primary value of the, of the exercise really is at the lower end of your exposure to exercise. So a small amount of exercise, just a little bit more exercise, I think could make a massive dent in the risk of depression and reversing this, I think, epidemic of mental health issues. So I'm not an expert in this area. I, I went through the details of this paper very carefully, and I think it's impressive. I would uh, appreciate if people looked at it online and then you know, posted their comments about what they think about this, okay? We're gonna finish uh, this week's Vitality Explorer News by taking a little leap of faith. And again, I'd encourage you to check out Vitality Explorer News on Substack if you wanna see these beautiful pictures of the Pietro Moreno Glacier. And this is in Patagonia. And many years ago, I was blessed to take a trip there uh, with my family and hike that glacier, okay? It's a magical place. It's in southern Argentina, uh, which is essentially part of where Patagonia is. It's it's an amazingly gorgeous place, and it's P-E-R-I-T-O, Pietro Moreno, M-O-R-E-N-O, Glacier. Google it, and you'll see the pictures if you want. Um, but we got to this base of this glacier, and it took a couple hours to get there by a bus, and then they kind of threw these crampons at us. They didn't, it was in, obviously in Spanish, no real instructions, just kind of put them on the bottom of your boots. And then we started hiking around this glacier and there's no ropes. There's just a tiny little narrow trail. 
and our guides were amazing. Okay, they were enthusiastic and delightful, but at, at the beginning, we were terrified because we would hike up 100 or 200 or 250 feet onto this glacier, and with each step, we, we were taking it with, honestly, serious trepidation. But slowly, we have kind of figured out the crampons would cut into the ice, and then we would gain, you know, since I'd never used crampons before, but it really does give you a firm grip into that ice. And the crunching under our feet started echoing through the ice. It was, it was really, really beautiful. And our faith and our ability to hike up and then descend down, which is even a little scarier, just rose as we, as we, you know, where went in and around these crevices. And we actually also got to drink some of this, um, glacial water, which is, um, uh, just like a little stream was coming through one of the pathways. It was just a spectacular day. But what, what, what really struck me is that it was New Year's Day, and we're halfway down the glacier. We're still about 150 feet up on it, tiny little plateau, and the guides brought out these glassware and gave us shots of whiskey, literally gave us shots of whiskey, uh, which seemed insanely stupid to do as you're still up on a glacier. But that seared that day in my head. It woke me up to the possibilities that might have been in front of me that I just did something with my family that I didn't think I could do. Um, and it helped me contemplate faith a little more. And, you know, our guides were, you know, there for our safety, but they also increased our faith and our ability to get up and move around. I also thought about my faith in myself and my family and in God. And so I started looking, this is just for this post, as I put it up here um, a couple days ago. And I had to look up faith in the dictionary, and it's, quote, a complete trust or confidence in some someone or something. So we would say something like, I have faith in you, or I have faith in your ability. The secondary definition is a, quote, strong belief in God or the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof, unquote. And the Bible defines faith as, quote, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's from Hebrews 11.1. So... I think of faith in the context of vitality as a skill that's akin to hope. I think we need to think and believe more in ourselves, our friends, our colleagues, our families, but we need to take tiny little steps to develop that faith, kind of like I did on the glacier. You know, we need those crampons. We need to believe that we can get up there uh, and and come back down. Um, and I think spiritual well-being can be a faith in God, but doesn't have to be in general I think it's a belief in something bigger than yourself. I really believe that our spiritual vitality soars as part of our overall vitality, physical, mental, social, and spiritual. But that spirituality, spiritual vitality um, soars when we commit ourselves, our, our time, our talent, and our treasure in support of something bigger than us or a greater cause. Um, I also think that having faith is like betting on ourselves. It means we believe in ourselves that we can execute on our, our top or our peak purpose for being here on the planet. So this is a little rambling. It's a little story about uh, a great memory I have of hiking on a glacier. And it's complex, but I, I do think faith and hope are crucial components of vitality. I'd love to hear what you think. So you can post your comments uh, uh, on this podcast or, or share um, other thoughts about it on the Substack site. So, Thank you for listening to this week's Vitality Explorer news. You can uh, sign up again at vitalityexplorers.com if you want to receive a free text message newsletter about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, or spiritual well-being. 
I would love it if you'd share this podcast with your network. And until next time, dare to be vital.